Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Hello, my name is Amber Bennett, and I will be reading John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. I give you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amber, thank you so much for reading the scripture today. We appreciate you doing that. So before I jump into the message, I just wanted to say a quick thank you. Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago we sent out an email kind of saying here's the financial situation of our church right now at the end of summer, entering fall, and uh, many of you responded generously. Some of you indicated to me you could give a one-time gift. Some of you said we're going to increase our giving uh, on a regular basis, and Mary and I increased our giving. So thank you for doing that. Uh, that helps us. Uh, the summer is always an interesting time, and that helps us to be prepared for the fall. And, and, and that need just continues all the way through the fall as we continue doing our ministries together. But I wanted to say thank you uh, for your response to that. You know, there's different uh, places in life that we have to visit. Places we have to go. I'm not, I'm not talking about the want-to-go-to places like Disney World or a California Beach or Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm talking about those places we have to go. So, so, so here's, here's one on the screen. Yeah, every now and then you have to go to a hospital or a doctor's office, right? Not the kind of thing you want, but it's, it's, you have to go because there's a reason you have to go do that. So, so I'm curious, when you see that, you think about that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Feel free to shout it out. Sick? What else? What, what was that? Yeah, COVID, COVID, yes, yes. Uh, earlier service, somebody said bills. Yeah, right? <laughs> bills, insurance. Yeah, you don't want to go to the hospital or a doctor's office, but sometimes you have to. You have to. So what, uh, here's, here's another one. What, first thing that comes to mind for that? Money, yeah, money, that's a big, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, because no one says, I think today I want to go spend three or four hours in the lobby of an auto repair place. Right? No one does that, because we don't want to go, but we have to. Every now and then, you just you got to get something done. And then one more, yeah, grocery store, grocery store, what, how about that? Money, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, all have, they, have, they all involve money, don't they? Yeah. I mean, these are all half-two places. Even at the grocery store, if you're thinking, if you're thinking, I could pick up some dessert. Well, but even if you're going to make dessert on your own, you got to go to the grocery store and get stuff. It's, these are half-two places. Now, I did not hear, and if you said this, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch it, but I did not hear anyone say on any one of those three, love it. I didn't hear, <laughs> no, I didn't hear anybody say that. No, don't love it. Well, today we gather to celebrate our love for the church. You might have noticed the t-shirts, surely. We gather to express our love for the church, not because our church is perfect. Because in case you don't know, there's no such thing as a perfect church. Some people seem to think there, there is, and they're going to they're find it someday. There's no such thing as a perfect church. We, churches are churches. But we celebrate the love of our church because even though we're not perfect, think of the, the really um, important things that have happened as a part of our church. I mean, some of you have been baptized here or you've had your children baptized here. Or confirmation classes. 
Some of you were confirmed in this church. You walked across the, uh, the platform and you were prayed for to be received into membership of the church. Weddings. Even those times of funerals and memorial services, those people who are near and dear to us are the saints who have gone before us. Through this church, some of us have served at Malvern Elementary. We've been to Central America to drill water wells or, or uh, built houses in uh, what is Mexico. All of those kinds of things are a part of our church. We love our church for those things. But maybe most importantly is the people. It's the people. The people that we have been to Bible study with. We have served elbow to elbow. We have, we have gotten to know those people that we know care for us. People we know we can trust at the church. So we can celebrate our love for the church. And every church, of course, belongs to God. I know, I know we're saying, I love my church. But of course, we don't possess the church. We don't own it. It is God's church. Every church is God's church. You remember the origin story, and it's in the Bible in Acts chapter 2. This was after Jesus had been crucified, he raised from the dead, and he had ascended into heaven, and the believers were gathered together, and the Holy Spirit came. God sent the Holy Spirit to empower and enliven them to be able to share the witness of the good news of Jesus throughout the world. That's the beginning of the church. That's what the church is about. I mean, this is a, this is a message that goes way back in the Old Testament, where God pulled apart a, a, a people and said, you are to be my witnesses. You are to be my witnesses throughout the world. And, and what he told Abraham as, he was, as God was beginning this, God said to Abraham, and I will bless you and your descendants so that you may be a blessing to all the families of the earth. It's the same message all through the Bible, all through the Old Testament and now into the New Testament and what the life of the church means. We're blessed to be a blessing. So what about a vision for the church? I mean, what, what about a vision for the church? A lot of people, when they think of a vision for a church, they think of building more buildings or uh, going and starting you know, a, a, an orphanage or a hospital in some very, very remote area. Well, those are, those are visions, certainly. But I think, I think, generally speaking, we have to understand that, that the church is not the destination of faith. It's not like you come to faith so that you can be a part of a church. Church is, is different than that. Here's the way I think of church, the, a vision of church. Our church is the experience of formation, development, growth, so that we can more fully live our faith in our everyday lives. We'll say that again. Our church is the experience of formation, development, growth, so that we can more fully live our faith in our everyday lives. One of the things that happened uh, you know, a long time ago is we began to refer to Sunday as the Lord's Day. And it's true. I mean, we're thinking of, you know, well, it's the Sabbath. We set the Sabbath aside. It's the Lord's Day. But all the days are the Lord's Day. All the days. It's not just Sunday. But I think it kind of created this, this uh, category in our minds. And I say, I'm not, I'm just, it, the people in general, that kind of created this, this category that, well, I'm a person of faith, I go to church. Well, <laughs> It's more than that. Person of faith means you're a person of faith all of the Lord's days, all the way Sunday through Saturday. Because we know that being a follower of Christ is not just learning about it, and it's not just having the warm feelings. It's about doing faith. 
Over and over, Jesus, when he's trying to express the message of God, of what it really means to be a person of faith, it was about doing it. It's not about your theological purity. It's not about being able to quote more scripture passages. It's about doing it. So when I think of church, I think of it as this place that we can experience development and growth so that we can be those people in our everyday lives. One way I think of it, here's an analogy. You see these uh, athletic performance training centers here in North Texas. Those are different than a fitness center. Fitness centers are great. Athletic Performance Training Center is the place where you go because you want to pursue excellence in a particular sport. Maybe it's volleyball, maybe it's football, maybe it's baseball, softball. There's a sport, and and so when you go to those places, you train not just to be able to say, well, I did a workout today, but it's so that when you get on the court or you get on the field, you are a more complete player. You are a more complete athlete. And you can look back and say, it was the training I did that helps me to do this. And when I think of church, that's kind of what I think of. This is the place that we learn and we grow so that when we walk out these doors here in a little while, we can live that life of faith in our everyday life. So that's kind of the what and the how. What's our why? You know, the why of anything, it's been said, that's the fuel, right? That's the drive. That's what gets you to do it. Well, our why, of course, is love. Our why is love. Because as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, without it, we are a clanging gong or clashing cymbal. In those first verses, right, of 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, he, he says, one of, the, one of the lines is something like, you know, I can, I can understand all the mysteries of the world, and I can have such faith I could move mountains. But if I don't have love, I'm just making noise. I'm nothing. Love is the driver. So today's scripture was a short scripture, right? That was a, that was a brief uh, scripture reading uh, today. And it's only two verses. So I'm going to ask you to read it with me again. So read it with me. I give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. That the love that we would demonstrate would be distinctive to the point that people say, wow, they, they really must be Christians. They really do live in love like Jesus. Now, I always, the only caution I ever put to this, this scripture is, he, Jesus is not saying just love the people inside these walls. Because the Bible is really clear that God so loved the world. God's love extends to all peoples of the world. So it's not just for us to love each other here, but this is kind of the place where, where we can learn and we can grow through this love so that we can extend that love out into the world. Now, you might be thinking, I just don't feel very loving. I'm just not feeling it, Jeff. I mean, there are a lot of people that really annoy me. There are people that I just disagree with them so much, I'm not feeling it. Well, that's fine, because love is not a feeling. 
There are feelings associated with love, of course. But love is a verb. It's not a feeling. It's a verb. It's something you do. It's something that you do for someone else for their benefit and hopefully without expecting anything in return. See how that works? I mean, if, I'm, if I do something expecting something in return, that's kind of a transaction. But if I do something that's for the benefit of somebody else, and I don't expect a return, that's an act of love. So my guess is, if you've ever raised a child, there have been those moments that you didn't feel like doing the loving thing. For you kids who still live at home, I'm really sorry to break that to you. Yeah, yeah. But you do it. Right? It's an act of love. It's not based on the feeling you have in the moment. It's because you love your kid. You love your spouse. You love your extended family. And goodness knows your extended family is not perfect. Right? It's, it's something we do. So, I, so I, let me just, I mean, just be clear on a, a situation that we had here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, many, maybe all of you know that a couple of weeks ago uh, we had racist um, graffiti on uh, spray painted on this building, the rack building, and at the and at the entrance. And so, one of the things we wanted to do very quickly was to was to get it off or cover it if we had to do that, because we that's not obviously on a Sunday morning the message we want people seeing, and especially when they're young children. Um, I, there, there, there comes a time they'll see and learn those words, and uh, it'll be great for their parents to work through that with them. We didn't want it to be on a Sunday morning, so we got it off as quickly as we could. And, and we did the thing, I mean, you know, you might have some people said, oh, I saw you on the news. Yes, uh, the media, social media, we put it out there uh, very quickly that this does not represent our church. We do not teach hate here. Um, this was somebody else who did this, put that message out. And that's, that's an appropriate thing to do. But, you know, as I've reflected on it, you know, as time goes, it was kind of a crazy uh, week there. But as time goes, I keep thinking, you know, maybe there's, maybe love would indicate another step. Maybe there's more to, in, in this situation to show love than just, than just issuing a denial. This doesn't speak for us. What would a loving thing be? I mean, part of that loving thing would be to make sure that we send the message that we believe God loves all people. God loves all people, regardless of skin color, regardless of language, accent, culture, location. God loves all people. And because God loves all people, all people are welcome here. This is not a place where we're just simply going to say, oh, we don't hate. This is a place we say, we're going to embrace, we're going to love. Because that's who God creates us to be. That's who God intends us to be. So as time goes, I'm still, I'm still ruminating on this. What are ways we might be able to put that message out there beyond the walls of this church to say that not only do we not teach hate, we teach love. That's who God wants us to be. Because everywhere we go, we have expectations of the place we go to, right? You have an expectation if you go to the hospital or doctor's office, expectation you're going to be, get better, you're going to be well. You have an expectation that they're really going to fix your car. You have an expectation you're going to be able to find what you need at the grocery store. You go to the restaurant, you expect it to be you know, a good service and great food and uh, reasonably priced. You have an expectation we go to the movie theater to enjoy the movie without any interruptions. You expect at an entertainment venue to be entertained. 
We have these expectations, and the way you know what you're expecting, even if you're not really aware of it, the way you find out is that when something doesn't go the way you wanted it to, you're like, well, I would have thought they would have done whatever, right? Well, it's because you had an expectation. Well, the same's true of church, isn't it? Same's true of church. What's our expectation coming to church? There is... is is it that I'm going to get fixed there? Is it that I'm going to be entertained? Is it that, I mean, one of the things we have to do when we think about our engagement in church is kind of checking our own expectations. What do I expect? What do I expect? And I think of all the things that could happen in a church, certainly I think the thing we ought to expect, anyone ought to expect, is to experience love. To experience love. To know that in this place, we clearly know of God's love for us. And we clearly demonstrate our love for God. And we show love for one another. Love for who walks in the doors. Should be able to expect a place of love. That's what we're here to do. See, we love this church. We love our church because... This is where we learn to live God's purpose for us. This is where we learn. This is where we develop. We grow to be able to do those things. So in this series, we're going to talk about this in several aspects. Let me just quickly run through those so you kind of know uh, what we're going to, what's coming up. So we're going to talk about what it means to love by connecting. You know, it's one thing to have kind of a lively service and there's great music and, and there's energy in the room. It's another to actually connect. I mean, that's part of why we've started here lately, and Dale did this a while ago encouraging you talk to each other you know i mean i know before the service uh some of us are still at the coffee bar i understand that talk, chat i mean talk to people introduce yourself to someone you don't recognize and after the service i know we start stacking the chairs but before you do that look for somebody you, you don't know or someone you you kind of i mean maybe, maybe it's just me every now and then you see somebody and like good grief i see them every week and i cannot remember their name I hate to confess that that happens to me too. Sometimes say, I'm so sorry, I'm so-and-so, and I'm still trying to remember your name. It's okay, it's okay, because we're a place of love, right? So what does it mean to love by connecting? Secondly, love by serving. Some of us have served elbow to elbow in, in a variety of ways, out in the world and in the church. So when we think of serving, God has empowered every single one of us to have a place of service in and through the church. And so, what does that look like? How do we do that? Love by giving. Yes, love by giving. Because, friends, all through the Bible are messages about how we handle our resources. So we're going to talk about what the Bible teaches about handling our resources. It's not going to be a big push for the budget. It's going to be about what the Bible teaches about how we handle our resources. And then love by sharing. I mean, it's great to have love right here, and friends, I've known of churches that had a tremendous love and fellowship internally, but when it came to anything or anybody outside, not so much. So how do we share this love as we go out into the world? We'll talk about that uh, in this series as well. So I just wanted you to know these, these are the things coming up. Now, I'm going to give you action items uh, also when I do these messages. And so here's action items today, real easy. We've talked about a couple of these already, a uh, matter of fact, almost all of these. There are ministry tables. 
when you go out of those doors, just keep going straight and down the hallway, turn right, and, and learn about the, the ministries of our church. Even if you're thinking, I'm maxed out. Well, a couple of things is just knowing in, in the other ministries is a benefit. Sometimes God might nudge you too and say, you know what? You ought to ask some questions. But don't ignore the nudge. Secondly, there are yard cards outside. You probably saw them if you came in this entrance over here. It'd be great for you to do a selfie in front of that, have someone take your picture in front of that, put that on social media, tell your friends about how you love your church. And then the two things about attending. Holy Excavations this Saturday. Please let us know tomorrow if you can attend Holy Excavations. That will be important. Your voice is needed in this. I know it's a Saturday from 9 to 3. I know. I get it. But friends, this is important. This is important. And loving our church means sometimes being at these events and talking. And then, and then attending the town hall on the 25th. All these things are about loving your church. Because it gives you more insight about what God is doing in and through our church. Because we love our church. We love our church, or we wouldn't be here doing this. And so what does it mean to deepen that love and express that love outwardly into the world so that people will see in us that we truly are followers of Christ? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the love that you have shown us through your son Jesus, the love you have shown us through your protection, through your deliverance, through your strengthening us, through your teaching us, your guiding us, all the many ways that you have shown love to us. And so, God, we return that love to you. We return that love to you that, you, that we, we seek to live our lives in such a way that would please you and that we can look to Jesus, as the Bible says, as the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, our example, so that we don't just learn what he taught, we can catch what he did and do it ourselves. God, we pray that you'll be with us, uh, that we will take this love that we experience here and take it out into the world so that people will truly know we are your followers and your disciples. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.